Now, I'm going to be really honest with you this morning. I have really been searching my heart and weighing up what I should share with you. Uh, and it is becoming increasingly aware that there's a sense of burden, there's a sense of enthusiasm, and there's also a sense of worry that I've got this morning about today's sermon. Because I want us all to realise that I am gifted to serve. You are all gifted to serve. And as I look out amongst you, I know that I've got entrepreneurs, I've got visionaries, I've got dreamers, I've got people who can just think up ideas. Every one of you this morning can say, I am gifted to serve. And I want this morning just to pray and ask the Lord just to help me give that sense of vision. But the vision isn't me. The vision is us. So if we think about one man, just this week, celebrating 500 years of nailing onto a door a thesis to bring about change, I want to encourage all of us this morning to go away from here with those things in mind. I'm gifted to serve. I'm gifted to serve. So let's just pray. Dear loving Father, we thank you that you're a God who hears our prayers. Lord, you hear our struggles. You hear our excitement and our exuberance to want to praise you and thank you for who you are. But Lord, you are also a God of vision. Lord, you're a God who wants to move us on. And Lord, I just thank you that in your plans and in your purposes, that you have a plan for us here at NBC. Father God, will you please just help us this morning if we feel discouraged? Lord, just pick us up in those loving arms that we were reminded by Jennifer Reese Larkin this morning. Lord, your love is never-ending. And Lord, you want to use us and take us to mould us, to build us, to refresh us, to refine us, to forgive us, to love us, to do all those things, Lord, in our walk with you. Dear Lord, just take the words that I say and the meditation of my heart. Lord, just do your work this morning, I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So I've been looking at this whole idea of being gifted to serve. I've lost my clicker. Here it is. So, you could say, well, look, Ian, that's really great. I've got a piece of the jigsaw. I've got a piece here as well. Now, when I was putting this, <laughs> when I was putting this idea together, Diane said to me, oh, I hope I get Northern Ireland. I hope I get the causeway. <laughs> you know? So, don't ah oh, her. Don't ah oh, So, what did you get then, Diane? <laughs> Okay, so, now, the 5th of November, it gives you a bit of time, folks. So what I want you to do is on the 31st of December is to come to church because I want you to reassemble 
This jigsaw. Oh, didn't see that one coming. Oh, so I'm going to put this in a very special place so you can't come up and sneak them in here after the service. I'd also suggest that what you don't do, okay, is that you don't actually put it in front of you because the chances are of you coming back on the 31st of December and getting the same seat and thinking to yourself, oh, I know where I left it, I put it in the pouch, yeah? So please do not do that, but please take it home and cherish it. The reason why I've given to you, okay, this whole idea of a jigsaw is because hopefully we'll make that jigsaw like that. And you say, well, hang on a minute, Ian, I've got this bit, I've got that, okay? So the plan, okay, is to go from the left to the right. But you say, Ian, what's that got to do with me? Why have I got this piece? Well, at the end of the day, we're all connected, all right? And I want us to understand in just some small way that we can work together to achieve something. Now, I know some of you are going, ah, oh, you won't get all the bits back. <laughs> Well, let's give it a go. <laughs> Come on. You like a challenge? So there you go. All right. And of course, what you could do is say, well, actually, I'm not coming on the 31st. Could you take my piece? You know? So we'll see how it goes. All right. But that's the plan. That's the plan. Now, I want to, if you like, launch this morning this idea. Now, and you could say, but Ian, where have you got this from? Well, I'll be honest with you. I've got it from verse 10 okay, of um, Ephesians okay, chapter 3. Because Paul's great, because he's talking to the Ephesian church, and he says in verse 10, his intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known. So I'm just going to say, I want you to do it now. I don't want you to wait, okay, until the 31st. I want to share with all of you this morning do you know what? I said at the start, we've got dreamers, we've got visioners, we've got entrepreneurs, we've got thinkers, we've got people who are skilled far more than I am, who can do stuff. And basically, I want to encourage you today to take away that piece of the jigsaw and ask the Lord, where do I fit in to the work of NBC? Where do I fit into what I'm doing and I'm visioning? Now, on the 31st of December... I want you to come with your ideas. And you could say, but Ian, I just can't wait for the 31st. Okay? I've got a brilliant idea. Do you know what? We could do this. Well, write it down okay, for me and give it to me before the 31st. Now, where's my clicker gone? Now, Jennifer Reese Larkham talked about walking along a beach. And the genesis of this, ser this uh, sermon today came whilst I was on the beach. Now, a few weeks ago, uh, it just so happened uh, that Diane and I were with our granddaughter, who's Olivia, who's three. As some of you will know, Amelia came along the, earlier this year. And she's what age, sorry, Diane? Nearly six months. Nearly six months, fantastic. Okay, so she wasn't playing on the beach, all right? So there was Grandpa. He gets really, really excited about going to beaches, I can tell you. There's nowhere else I like to be. However, what I started to do was to pick up stones. And then the next thing then was, Grandpa, what are you doing? 
I said, well, I'm picking up stones. I said, oh. I said, well, and of course you could just imagine there's Grandpa thinking, well, oh dear, what stones am I picking up? So I said, I'm picking up these little red ones. I said, what are you doing that for? He said, well, I'd like to take them home, I said to her. And what I'd like to do is I want to make a decoration at home. Well, it was fine for a while. Then Olivia started to pick up some stones for me. I said, Grandpa? I said, yes, Olivia. Here's a stone. Oh, but it's not red. But, but I'll take it. So I did. And as you can imagine, I don't know what you're like, whether you're a grumpy grandpa or a happy grandpa, I don't know. But I was sort of thinking to myself, I was getting way laid down with all these stones. So I just had to come up with a plan. So I said to Olivia, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll get these stones, I'll take them home, but I've asked Olivia to do something very special for me. So the next time, the next time I see her, I've said to Olivia, could you please give me three red stones? Oh, can you please give me three red stones next time you see me? All right, so that's a challenge for her. So I'm giving you a challenge this morning, all of you, and it includes me. It doesn't let me off the hook, because I can come up with some ideas of what to do in the church. But you don't want to hear from me just for the moment, because if you start wanting to hear from me, Diana say, look, just stop, Ian, stop, 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 all these ideas you've got. I get really excited. I've got lots of ideas. But the most important thing is, is that we work out what God wants us to do here at NBC and in the community. And uh, I actually try to get my head around sort of like all different points for you, quite groovy points up there. All right. But going back to the Bible, Paul had a part to play. And what does that mean, Ian? Well, he actually says... For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ, for the sake of you Gentiles. For this reason, I, Paul. He's writing to a church that could be discouraged. If you read in verse 13, it says, I ask you, that's the church, therefore, not to be discouraged. He's writing from prison. He's saying, look. I am going to be all right. Don't be discouraged. And these few verses, I think he's saying something very personal, very differently to the tone which he's been writing about as we've been reading through the book of Ephesians. But he doesn't want us to lose confidence. And if you have your Bibles, you don't have to turn to it. But in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 31 and verse 8 says, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you and he will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. So he, Paul had a part to play. And if Paul hadn't played his part, we would not be here today. Paul had a people to reach. He was someone who was used by God to talk to the Gentiles and also the Jews in, sorry, excuse me, in Ephesus, and we've been looking at that. But there was a mystery that Paul talks about in Ephesians, in verse 6. He says, the mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are the heirs together with Israel, members together of one, of one body, 
and share us together in the promise of Christ Jesus. So he had a people to reach. And if he hadn't been faithful to God, then we would not be here today. Paul had a place to serve. And this, for me, uh, is a very beautiful verse. He says, his intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known. And those of you who are really into your um, Greek will actually know that the word manifold, okay, manners, pardon me, is a very beautiful word. It, it's spelt P-O-L-U-P-O-I-K-I-L-O-S. Polopokolios, or polopoikilos, if you want to mention the kilos at the end. But it's a Greek word. And those of you who are mechanical, manifold means something else. It's to do with a car. So if you want to know about cars, where's Ed? There he is, bless him. Okay, what's a manifold, Ed? Good, okay. I'm looking at a bit more technical than that. Is it, has it not got something to do with combustion or something? A manifold? Exhaust. Exhaust, that's what I thought, yeah, okay. Well, that's what it says in the notes, okay? Okay. It didn't say silver bit, all right? Anyway, it's to do with injection of fuel, I think, a manifold. So, but here, Paul only uses this word once to describe the church. And he described the church as something colourful, uh, thinking about some embroidered work. It's a tapestry. It's a jewel. It's something that stands out. And it's a very beautiful word. And Paul is saying to the Ephesian church... You are beautiful. You are something precious. You exist not because of just having a good organisation, but you exist in the purposes and the plans of God, something which is unique and special. And the church is made up of people like you and I. We are special. We are unique. We are colourful. We come from different backgrounds. We've got different stories to tell. And then I want to move on to now, God has a part for you to play in the church. And that's why at the beginning of today's talk, I gave out to you this idea of having a jigsaw. And one of the things that I'm really passionate about is that you find your place in the church. That we all find our place so that we can use our gifts. So that we don't just use them for ourselves, that we can use them for others. As I said earlier on, we've got entrepreneurs, we've got thinkers, we've got all sorts of people here today, visionaries who can see exactly where they're going and what they want to do. But there may be some here this morning who feel a bit discouraged for whatever reason. And you may be saying, well, look, Ian, I want to talk to someone about how I can serve. And at the end of the service, there will be a time if you want to meet with someone at the front here and have a time of prayer. I'd like to talk to one of the CLT or myself about thinking about how can I serve? Some of you could be saying to me, look Ian, I'm exhausted. And we all get tired. Sometimes we get some news about something that happens to a friend or a colleague. And sometimes we get you know, down about things that happen in our lives. But there's something unique and special about the church. We are one body. 
and we need to work together. There's this idea of trying to experiment, and I think one of the aspects of church life is that sometimes, it's an awkward thing to say, but sometimes people actually, who are very, very busy, they say, oh, let's ask that person, because they're really, 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 really busy, yeah? And sometimes they go on overload, but we need to look after those people. And I'd like to ask you, where are you, if you've got your jigsaw piece this morning, where do you think you fit in to Milford Baptist Church? God has a people for you to reach. That's a challenge for you and for me. And that's why at the start of the service I said that we need to be thinking about what is it that we can do in the church. Now I've been reading a book which... Uh, I won't mention the gentleman, David Lucas, who actually uh, lent me this book. And uh, it's actually um, entitled, If an Entrepreneur Were to Lead the Church. Now, I got very angry this week, and I, and I, and I tried to sort of like be normal. But um, uh, Joanna Bicknell says, we have not moved. Now, this is pretending if these entrepreneurs were in charge of the church, what would they do? Not with NBC... What would they do with the church globally? Now, Joanna Bicknell says, We have not moved, she says, how we traditionally do church on a Sunday. It's 10.30 and 6.30 and that's it. Well, I thought if I had a word with Joanna Bicknell, I'd be saying, excuse me, NBC are doing a lot more than just traditional uh, services. We do a whole lot more in the community. And then she then went on to say something which struck me. Then she went on to say, now this obviously makes you look very personal, the I. She was saying, so I could make the church, the physical church building, a much more community-centred place where we truly serve the people in the community. Now, I like Joanna Bicknell now, <laughs> having actually just sort of like heard what she said, because I just thought to myself, and I've been praying and thinking things through, these last few weeks, and just saying, Lord, what is it that you want us to do? Is there a sense where we can do more? Is there a sense, Lord, where we have this beautiful building? We have the community coming in for the Friendship Club. We have them coming in for gay toddlers, which is fantastic that we do. But are there other opportunities? Some of you have been here for many, many years I want to thank you for you guys who have been faithful down through the years. Okay? And I have in front of me Ken and Phil, who you know are very special to us. And I just want to encourage them, and I want to encourage all of us, that we are carrying on the Lord's work here. There is a sense of handing over the baton. There's a sense of us getting our hands dirty again, our hands where we can... Come to the Lord and say, Lord, what do you want us to do? When is your time for us to do more than? Are we listening to the Lord? And I think I was coming across this lovely little acronym, and, I, and I'm not going to say it's mine because it's not mine, but it's, the, word called, the word is bless. It says, begin in prayer, listen, eat, and share the story. Bless. Begin in prayer, listen, eat, serve, and share the story.
This morning, I hope that we will all know God has a place for you to serve. I am gifted to serve. It is my prayer that if we go today, if you've got that image of Olivia running around that beach saying, Grandpa, Grandpa, here's the red stone. But when I thought about this and I looked at that picture again, really, we're not just going after the one, we're going after the many. Okay? Let me just take you back to the beach. We have a vision. I am gifted. You are all gifted. And I want to encourage you this morning to think about things that we can do. Okay? We need to hear from everybody and not just the minister. We need to hear so that we can get on board so that we can all say, I am gifted to serve. I'm gifted to serve. I want to encourage you today. If you're discouraged, please just think about ideas. Some of you may get a vision. Some of you may get a word from the Lord. We need to hear from everybody. So it's not just about the 31st of December where we'll be looking back and looking forward, but we need to be mindful that we have a God who wants to be faithful to us and his plans are worth working for. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the Ephesian church who came to understand something about the mystery and the revelation of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that Paul was your servant who took the gospel to the Ephesians. We thank you, Lord, for each and every person on our left and on our right, and in front of us and behind us. We thank you, Lord, that you are joining us together to work together so that we can serve the community. But most importantly, Lord, we can serve you, who is Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Now I'd like to